Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of NYC K-Pop Queens. I'm your co-host, Charity. And I'm your co-host, Emily. We have a huge show this week. A tease has their comeback. It just dropped today. Also, the Dream concert was last weekend, and BTS has some stuff going on. How have you been, Emily? I'm doing well. I can't believe we're at episode 10. Like, right? Wow, 10 episodes of the New York City K-Pop Queens. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining us once again. Huge shout out to our community. We're excited to connect with you. I feel like every day we're making new friends, reaching different people. And we really appreciate you following us on Twitter, NYC, K-pop Queens. Thank you for following us. Thank you for sending us DMs and for being our friends. We're really excited. Today, I want to give a special shout out to Caitlin and Aaron in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you for listening to every episode. We love you and appreciate you. So, yay! Yay! <laughs> hey, <friends. laughs> yay! This week is crazy. I feel like this episode may go a little long, so bear with us. But for all the Aikinis out there, a tease has come back. So much to talk about. The rollout for this comeback was impressive. But then the album was released this morning, the Inception music video. We've been coming up the curve on theories and the whole a tease universe. So I know we're super excited to talk about that. And I picked my bias. So, oh my god, I can't wait to find out who it is. And we have to talk about the poll, like, because people voted. Yes, people voted. Thank you all in Twitter land. Thank you to everyone for voting on who my bias should be. It was kind of a landslide. A lot of people picked one over the other. And there's maybe a new name in the mix. So, <gasps> what's an upset? <laughs> there could be a new name in the mix for Bias the Wrecker as we talk about it. I will let you know, but I feel like after we recorded last week, I spent all weekend watching the tease videos, interviews, trying my best to come up the curve. And yeah, my, it's clear to me now. It's a little bit more clear, but today when I was watching the music video, I was like, oof, something happened with my record. So big news. That'll come later in the conversation. Dream concert. I had fun watching that this weekend. Yeah, it was really fun right so much fun even though it's not live I think they've figured out how to make it work and that's really neat to see BTS does not let us breathe they don't let us breathe there's always something coming out you don't have a day without like and I feel like they always do it on Thursdays which is the day that we release our podcast so I feel like we're always like a week behind announcing (laughs) something for them it's like come on guys like work with us here right give us a break right so much cool stuff this week. Don't worry, everyone. I'm still obsessed with Stray Kids. That that hasn't gone away. <laughs> that will never go away. Never fear. Never fear. The obsession is still there. But I think we, we've got to start. We've got to dive in. We have so much to talk to. Let's talk about this new album, A Tease Zero Fever Part One. Charity, give me your thoughts. Let's talk about favorite songs. Let's get into it. Okay. So I was so pumped for this comeback just based on, like you said, everything they've been releasing and it did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. I, I've been trying mm-hmm. to pick like favorite songs and I honestly, I mean, I definitely have a favorite song or maybe two, but mm-hmm. I like them all for so many reasons. I feel like when you were talking about Stray Kids, how you couldn't pick a favorite one, it's, yeah. it's difficult for me. I really love the whole album. I love how it goes with the theory. I love how it goes with their universe. Yes. 
I love how it ties oh. into how it ties into stuff we're dealing with now, everyone with COVID. That being mm-hmm. said, if I have to pick one favorite song, just mm-hmm. one, it would be Inception. I really, I talked about that last week when we okay. talked about the teasers. I really, really loved it. But I also did like Fever. I feel like that had yeah. like a, a Chris yep. Brown, Neo kind of R&B vibe, right? Yep, yep. So, I mean, I love them all though, but those were definitely my two favorites. What what were your favorites? I agree with you when it comes to the album. I think this is a huge, huge comeback. I think your tease is in competition with Stray Kids for fourth generation boy groups in K-pop. They're hitting everything perfectly. The whole album, they've got this storyline in this universe. And I feel like the album goes in order of the entire story and all the lyrics have to do with the story. And I can't remember ever seeing another group do that. No, yeah. There's been a lot of comparisons to BTS and we'll get into that. But as far as I'm concerned, BTS's lyrics and entire albums didn't go with their storylines. Yeah. This one does. From beginning to end, when you have that Dear Diary part at the beginning, wow, wow. I thought, okay, here we go. This little kid is talking, and it's hard not to get into the theories now, but I think I have an idea of who's talking to who, who that other little boy is shining. It gives, It's so on point with the story. And then Fever starts. And I think, I'm like you, there isn't a song here that I think is a bad song or that doesn't go with the theme and doesn't fit perfectly. So to pick a favorite feels weird. Right. It feels weird. And I think Inception is so beautiful. That song stays in my head. That melody, that soaring kind of background melody. Oh, is it beautiful. But I will say upon first listen, the songs have stuck with me. I think Fever is a gorgeous song. And there's something in it that just totally like hit me at my core. And it's not a slow song, but the lyrics are really powerful. I listened to the album probably three times today. And I cried the last time I listened to Fever. There's something really beautiful and sad and kind of they're, in my opinion, they're realizing like with maybe we're living younger. That's why we're fevered. They're in a dream and they're stuck in this universe. Mm-hmm. But the lyrics are so universal for anyone kind of going through stuff. And there was something that in the bridge, and I think it's HJ that wraps it, but there's something that says, like, don't comfort me. It makes me cry. Oof. I know. Oof. And that's such a powerful theme. Ugh, I get emotionally been talking about. There's something really powerful about the bridge. And I'm pretending to be strong. It hurts enough. Don't comfort me. It makes me cry spilling blood, just enough hot to die, and thank the rough youth that will be remembered in the future. I feel like sometimes when you're going through things that are difficult and people want to comfort you, it just makes you more upset. It makes you break. Yes. That's why it hit me because I was like, that's a universal theme. It's not just me. I will be fine and strong. And the second somebody hugs me or says, I'm so sorry, there's something about the recognition of your own pain that breaks you sometimes. Yeah. And I thought, oh, wow, that's a lyric. There's, I, I just love that song. And in their comeback concert, which is a whole other topic that right. was phenomenal, <laughs> three, over three hours of a comeback concert and special, when they did that song, it resonated with me. I thought, this is beautiful. The music's beautiful. The lyrics are beautiful. I love it. I love Fever. 
Um, obviously, I love Inception. I love Thanks. And, you know, I voted yeah. for Inception. I picked yeah, Inception yeah. 100%. I, I liked the sound of that. But the more and more I listen to Thanks, I'm like, ooh, I like this song more and more every time. It makes me dance. It's upbeat. And I love the lyrics. I'll do it my way. <laughs> cool. I'm okay. Stop telling me what to do. Yes, what? Yes, Emily does yes. it her way? <laughs> I, what? I do what I want? You mean my life's motto? I do what I want? Like, I I already kind of liked it. Then I read the lyrics and I was like, uh-huh. Yep. I, I am here for this. I love it. So I love Fever. Thanks. Hey, little boy. Oh, giving advice to that younger, your younger self. Yeah. Good little boy, you beautiful. mean? Yes. Good little boy. What did I say? Hey, little boy. Yeah. Yeah. Good little boy. Oh, I thought that was really profound and gorgeous. One day at a time. And what a twist that they put on us with an all English song at the very end. I was like, wait a minute, this is in English. You know, sometimes I don't even realize when I'm listening Same. what the language is. Same. Yeah. And then about halfway through, I'm like, wait, is this all English? And I love that song. It kind of warms my heart. I feel like they're kind of talking to each other and saying it's going to be okay. You know, we're going to find each other again, or they found each other again. I just thought it was a triumphant album. Yeah. Like it's, it addresses adversity and it goes on the whole journey. You go on the journey with them. It's so cohesive. That theme throughout the entire album. This is my, I, I mean, I'm partial because I'm newer to a tease, but I've, listen to their entire catalog and to me this is their best work i absolutely love it but you still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping you feel me loading them up on it, it only takes structure and, and you know just paying attention to the climate of the game yeah know what i mean so do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little you mean yeah yeah we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying. Right? Oh, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying, oh, yeah. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, me, We all artists, man. We go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kai, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. This I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta don't play with it. Take that shit serious. I agree. I really do. Like I, I, the other albums, I mean, they're good. I, but I would pick mm -hmm. songs from it. But this, I really, really like the whole album. Also because I feel like it's very cohesive from beginning to end. Like it tells a story. Yeah. I, I think that's obviously the point. Yeah. Usually sometimes you kind of have some, not misses, but things that you're like, okay, I don't really vibe with the song. Like I'll listen to the album, but exactly. I don't know if I'll listen to the whole album in order. But this one is so great that I would listen to the whole Oh, I can't speak. The whole album in order again. <laughs> no, I I mean, I've done it. I've had it on repeat and I'm not skipping any songs. And I just, I love the story. I think it's a very cathartic album. You know, you yeah. start with so much turmoil and kind of agony and pain and you go through the whole journey to the end. It's taking one day at a time and everything's going to be work out. And that's, it's, they took us on a journey and I'm here for it. I'm so impressed by them. I mean, I, I get why they're at the level they are this early in their career. Yeah. They're, they're a special group and what they're doing with this, I think is really special and unique. I, I loved it. Love, 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 love. Great album. I really like that one day at a time, like I was saying before, it, it ties into kind of what everyone's going through right now. 
Mm-hmm. And some of the lyrics, it's in English, so it's like I didn't have to translate it like I usually do. <laughs> when it's overwhelming, hold on tight. I'll be here. Don't forget it. Because in life, sometimes we need a little helping hand. You'll be all yeah. right. Just take it slow one day at a time. And again, like it obviously is applicable to their album and the storyline, but I feel like it's very like they're saying, like, we're not going to go anywhere. We know we can't see you right now. We can't see them in concert. We have to do everything yeah. virtually. They're not going anywhere. And they're here for us. And I, I love that kind of sentiment, like acknowledging what everyone's going through. Yeah, because it is very difficult. And it is very cathartic to have that kind of acknowledgement. Well, and it feels I think what they did is really, really difficult as an artist to do something that's so personal sticks with the plot of your storyline, yet feels universal to the audience, right? that's really hard. And a lot of times I tend to prefer a more personal approach. When things are too universal, to me, the emotion gets lost and I'm kind of like, eh. But with a really personal approach, you can lose a lot of your audience because they don't directly relate to what you're talking about. And some people don't have it in them to like, put themselves in someone else's shoes and get into that world. So they're not into it with this. They hit both of it. Like they do the universal thing and they do the super personal thing. And it's so beautiful and meaningful in both ways. Now that I feel like I understand their universe and their storyline better. Wow. And just in my life. Wow. These lyrics hit. I relate. I get it. I feel you. Awesome. So again, what they did with this, this is a really, really impressive piece of work. It's not just an album with catchy songs. It's a different deal. And I think we definitely recognize that and appreciate it. Yeah, I, I could tell from how the buildup of of them coming to the release seemed like it was going to be something huge. And, and I'm not yes. disappointed. I'm very happy with it. They did such what an amazing job. Right? Yeah, and what a rollout. Like the way that they released not only the pictures, but the teaser film letting us know where we were in this universe and what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then having people vote, Korean media people were voting whether they wanted Inception or Thanks. It was such a great rollout, really, really nice album rollout. And it lived up to the hype. I thought they gave us th- over three hours of a concert and kind of variety show playing games. You can't be upset if you're an 18 me right now. I don't, I don't think. At least I'm not. I'm like, wow, the content, amazing, amazing. I love how you could see so much of their personalities in the concert. Like it was the concert, but yes. then it was like a reality show in the concert. Yeah. It was, I really like that. It, it definitely uh, gave me more insight into their personalities that I hadn't really learned about yet. Same, 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 same. Like you can watch interviews and certain things, but I feel like with all of that and then going into the universe and with the album, especially, I feel more connected to them and definitely I have a stronger grip. That's what helped me finalize who my bias is and who my records are. And it's, it changed dramatically from before and just kind of watching them. So, so smart, great marketing. And I think with the storyline, we've talked about it, I think multiple times. <laughs> That's what got us into really cemented us as ARMY with BTS. So I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention the conversations happening, comparing BTS to a tease and 
there's a lot of people saying, you know, a tease is copying BTS with a storyline. It's similar. What are your thoughts on that? Where do we land on that? So obviously, like if you watch it, if you the time travel, which we'll get into the theories mm-hmm. later, some of the elements in the video. Okay. Yes, there are some similarities. However, mm-hmm. sometimes imitation is the biggest form of flattery. Clearly, they've drawn some inspiration. But I don't think time travel is a BTS thing. Time travel stories have been around for quite a while. Exactly. Um, And I don't think, I don't think it's something that they own. You know, I mean, again, they probably have gotten inspiration from it, but they're kind of going down a different path with it. That's, that's exactly how I feel. I think, um, of course, younger people are watching BTS and they're inspired by what they've done. Why wouldn't you go, hey, let's do a storyline. This is a way to ingrain your fans with so much loyalty and passion. Why wouldn't you do that? I would never fault someone for doing that. I think people also need to realize whoever is on top, there's going to be a lot of people watching what they're doing, taking notes and trying to do the same thing, but outdo them. This story to me, it's not the same as BTS. No, I've read a lot of theories and I think I have a theory of my own and there's a lot of differences. Same. I understand. I get it. But I think, you know, you can't hate on people for doing something that reminds you of what your favorites did. Yeah. It's your favorite's job to keep innovating and keep pushing boundaries, you know, like, okay, let's see what BTS does now. And we'll talk about that later. But I'm not mad at a tease at all. As an army, I think, oh my God, this is exciting. Another group has a storyline I can get behind. I love the storyline. I live for this stuff. It's so involved and interesting and intense. I'm all for it. If everyone does a storyline from now on, I'm thrilled. Well, I feel like a lot of them do do storylines. Yes. Um, Even Hwasa, when she was doing her solo, there was clearly a storyline going on in her videos. So... I feel like as long as it, it engages fans and there's a storyline for them to be pulled in by, which is, I feel like, way different than what Western artists do because they don't do any of that. Who yes. cares if each of them pull inspiration? It's like just, just like how there's Pepsi, there's Coke. You know, they were yep. competitors. What, like, it doesn't mean you, you're like, oh, why is Pepsi trying to compete with Coke? You're just like, oh, well, that's good for you, and that's good for me, and I like both of them, or I just like one. You don't, doesn't, exactly. You're not like in competition. It's exactly. A, it's apples and oranges, in my opinion. No, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. And I don't think you can, you can't attack every single group that does something just similar to BTS. You know, like you can't have it both ways. If you want to say BTS paved the way great but that means there's going to be a bunch of people behind them doing the similar things yeah because they see it works exactly and I will say I think and this is my personal opinion what Atiz did on this album they may have taken inspiration from BTS but they perfected the storyline within an album BTS hasn't had an entire album that goes in order about that storyline in fact like the song that got me was I Need You because I loved the music video and I, that was part of the storyline that has nothing to do with a breakup from a relationship, which yeah. the lyrics of I need you are really about. So, you know, I think what a tease did, they saw 
the whole thing and how cool it is and realize let's incorporate the songs to perfectly kind of match that. And I don't think they're the first ones that have done that. Other groups have done that throughout their own storylines, but this yeah. one, at th- this timing and the way this was executed and the way the entire album fits, it's really impressive to me. I think they nailed it. Also, it's not, yes, it's technically time travel, but to me, and we'll, we'll get into theories in a minute, but to me, it seems like it's more of like a, like a movie sliding, sliding doors where you can see how your life could go into different yeah. paths based on yeah. one action, whereas yeah. BTS is time traveling to change one specific action. Theirs was one specific. This is a trail of different uh, yeah. things. And yeah. I think the inception thing is strong. I yeah. think it's a different it's a different differently executed yeah. storyline. A hundred percent. It's just different. And people can hate on our love it. We love it. We like Big TS, we like a tease. I think song wise and music video wise, there's a lot of comparisons to fake love and inception. I don't think the songs sound that similar. No. I think in the videos, the comparison that I I would have seen was running through the hallway. Yeah. And Cook runs through the hallway and HJ runs through a hallway. So I get that, but I'm like, these aren't the same storylines. This isn't the same thing. We'll leave it at that. Let's talk about the storyline. Let's talk about theories. We've, we've discussed it a little bit with each other, but I think this will be a really fun conversation for us because I don't know what your theory is. You don't know mine. Let's get into the theory. What's going on here? So I think like I, like I just mentioned, I feel like it's, I feel like they're kind of not a redo, but what if something didn't happen and now here we are. Mm -hmm. So kind of like a butterfly effect. Like if this thing didn't happen, then this thing happened. And in the in the in Inception video and in the diary, this one thing I noticed, so Son's moving truck kind of, mm-hmm. and so he's in a moving truck and then Yunho gets hit by a truck. Yes. And so it's like, okay, if Son didn't move, then Yunho wouldn't die. So if Son moves, okay. he's going to die. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So I... it's like, if one thing didn't happen then all these other things wouldn't happen and that will change their future. Yeah. I think we know for a fact because Sanwa, sorry, I can't say his name. He said it yesterday in their concert special when they were like watching it together. Yes, Sangwa. Thank you. He said all of this happens before Treasure, before the Treasure storyline, this happens. So my theory, and this is not totally my theory, this is based on a lot of other people's theories that I've watched, yeah, but the yeah, one that resonates thing. with me, it's a prequel to the Treasure series. So in the Treasure series and everything that's led up to this, we've seen them searching for a treasure, and we've seen the Hala Atis, kind of the evil ones in the all black. We've seen them step into the picture. And then the answer video, which was right before you know this all came out, you see a tease and the holla a tease meeting and shaking hands and making peace with themselves. Yeah. But then the end of the video, they're gone and there's ash in that room and broken glass. And there's someone wearing all white standing there like the man in white. So to yeah, me, yeah. that says everything isn't okay. Something happened. And the good side and bad side of these guys, they aren't meeting in the middle anymore everything isn't okay 
and the guy in white is there to figure it out. My theory is the guy in white is HJ, the leader. Yeah. He's, he's the one that is going to figure this out and make it better. You see him with the hourglass multiple times. That's important imagery. Even in their comeback concert yesterday, it started with him standing there with the hourglass on the floor. And then the guys came in and they did the song Fever. He's going back to the beginning. And he realized that when his um, Hala Atiz gave him the hourglass in that dream, in the video, the trailer for this album he realizes in that kind of inception dream within a dream world that he can go back. And I don't know if he gets into their subconsciouses or what, but, some, but all of this stuff that happened, he's going to go back and try to fix because it happened before I think treasure and everything even started. So you see like all of their individual stories. I don't think, who's the one that gets hit by the truck? Young Ho? Young Ho. Yeah, Young Hu, I don't think he gets hit by a truck. I think that's when his brother dies. Oh. Because he said yesterday he doesn't get hit by the truck. And oh. that's when the time is on their phones. Remember, yeah. I think we talked about that last week. It's like yeah. a very specific 507. That's when everything falls apart. That's when Jai Ho and Mingyi are fighting at the warehouse. And that's when Yan Ho something bad happens. I think that's when his brother died. That's when their worlds completely fell apart. So HJ is going back to try to fix all of this. But there's a lot that kind of I fell into dark, a deep hole here, where there's different alliances within the world. Some of them go between the good and bad, some are good and some are bad. And one of the interesting theories was that Mingyi and Wuyang are in the Hala Ateez alliance. And the reason there's a lot of things that lead people that way in the Atiz music videos up until now. And then when you watch the trailer, Minnie kind of felt betrayed and he like put his earphones back in and walked away. So that can symbolize turning back to darkness. And then when Wu Young comes back from his dance audition where he kills it, you know, in the dance circle and he isn't, doesn't have stage fright anymore and he comes back to the warehouse. The warehouse is all chained up. And the chains look just like the chain pattern on the masks of the Hala Atiz. Yeah. And then there's like one light that's flickering and one light that's bright. And he walks the flickering kind of dark way. So I think that maybe that theory does have legs, that a few of them are in the Hala Atiz alliance and a few of them are in the good alliance. And from what I saw with that, Yung Sun, he has the key in like the Wonderland video. So I feel like he's probably on the good side. Songwa appears to be able to do whatever. He's going both ways. But for whatever reason, HJ Hong Jun has access to kind of all of their subconsciouses or dreams using the hourglass and he's going to go back and fix it. That's, that's my theory for right now. He can make the members change their actions through those dreams and then they can move forward to find the treasure, which I think is probably, you know, happiness, individual goals being done together that they have to like reconcile with Hala Atiz and with each other. Like how, when you said at the end uh, of answer, when it's the, the glass everywhere and the, the guy in white, and you can't see his face. And that's supposed to be, that should have been the ending. Like they found their happiness, yeah. the end, but yeah. clearly someone did something. Yeah. So it's like a, again, like your life can go into so many different paths or eight dimensions 
And some people are clearly on the right path and some of them are not, they're on the bad side. So I feel like Hung Jun is trying to, like you said, pull everyone all together. So that way they all end up. So someone let maybe the people that are in the, the good Alliance Mm-hmm. or on the right path but because mm-hmm. the others weren't because the, the path is supposed to end with them together their happiness they're back together yep. that's the treasure that's why this yes. is from four the the diary is from four years ago yeah the song so he's trying to he's like crap like i have four of them they're doing what they're supposed to do these other like knuckleheads are yep. going with like have, have yes. taken <laughs> have eaten the apple yes. <laughs> and ruined everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and now we're not going to all end up together. Their actions are changing our actions or changing our fate. But what if though it's something else? Because I feel like things happened that forced them to go to that dark side. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because like Wu Yang was happy. He was coming back to like be happy with his friends after he did well at the dance circle and it was locked up. And then he's like, okay, now I'm dark. Mingy, what led to that fight that caught, that made him then go, screw you guys. I'm going back to being a loner. I'm done. And then especially like Yang Hu, he couldn't control his brother getting killed and losing his brother. So like that could be the circumstance that maybe led him but there's something going on in their world of that's like the darkness that they maybe can't control because you, like we don't know how his brother died or what happened there yeah, yeah. to find out the story there. Another thing that really stood out to me when they were talking about the video, they all personally connected to their stories and there was yeah. truth they brought to the stories, which I I'm so interested in. I think a few of them, it's like okay, yeah, that makes sense, like you're more of a loner and you listen to music to get away. But, you know, the dead brother thing is pretty heavy and dark. And I wonder where that came from, if yeah. that's personal or not. Jung Ho talked about basketball and he got hurt and then music and he felt like giving up. I mean, his story seems 100% personal and true. Yeah. So there's so much there that interests me too. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, this is personal. They're not actors. They or bringing their personal kind of adversity into the storyline. How cool. I know they mentioned that in the, in the concert and it was, uh, Yo Sung said that mm-hmm. his dad was, I guess, very hard on him. But then when he actually saw him acting in the video, he said that he was a really good actor. Like he gave him a compliment, which was so sweet. Yeah. It, I, it, I like that they're again, very vulnerable and sharing pieces of their private life to incorporate yes. it into the story. Yes. And that's where I think the diary, the first song on the album, which sounds like a girl or a young child, a little boy mm-hmm. reading a diary entry. I think it's Sangwa because it follows his story of like not wanting to do, you know, they asked me if I had dreams and I said, no, the only time my parents were happy, so they got good grades and I always followed the rules, but I wasn't really into it. His storyline follows that, follows that, but so does yeah. the young son. There's two that kind of follow that. But I think it's him, and I think he's meeting little HJ, the, the little boy that comes up that's glowing. Yeah. It's HJ coming into that dimension to steer him in a different way and try to control everything to make it okay. I think that's what that is. It's him coming into his dream this little glowing boy who kind of takes his hand and changes his life. And then he meets friends and he realizes 
that's where his happiness is. That's my theory on like who's talking and who the the child is. What if, so you know how we talked about 507 was the number of the angel? Yeah. Yeah. HJ is the angel. Is the angel that's coming in. Yeah. And so he's probably the one that sent them the text. He probably is the one texting those two. Yeah. And he's the guy, the, the guy in white at the end that we can't see his face. For sure. And that's white. And, that's and then, good. And, yeah. yeah. And then obviously where there's always good, there's bad. So then, you know, he, that's his hollow self is coming in at the beginning of the diary and all black and in him, the hourglass. But then as you're saying, like he, he is presenting himself in all these dreams, like an angel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Yeah. It goes so deep. So deep. And it's so well done. Like, yeah, like, I don't know all the answers yet, but, like, I can kind of see in my head what this is. It's so cool. Like, what a cool universe they've created. It's so cool because when we came into BTS, the universe was already set up. We didn't have to participate in theories. Like, it was already established. and, And that was kind of it. Like, but this, we're watching it unfold, which is so exciting. And I love it. No, me too. It's fun to be like, to get to kind of figure out our theories. I mean, yeah. we got into BTS, I was 2017. So Love Yourself, Her was my first album or whatever. And yeah, it was it was already there. We already knew what was going on. And then they carried it on a little bit, but we already kind of knew and then got our answers last year with the graphic novel. This is cool to watch yeah. it unfold. And I think the difference is too, BTS didn't have a storyline from their first album, first song. Yeah. The fact that these guys have, and now you're getting more answers on what all of those music videos meant and what the story was. And now we're going back to before they even debuted. And like, it's so cool yeah. that their entire discography is their storyline. They didn't I'm start it in the middle. Who thinks of these things? Like, how many right. people does it take to come up with this kind of concept and yeah. to kind of be like the wizard in all of it? Yeah, because you know in BTS, that was Bang PD. Bang PD yeah, this yeah. And I this thought was he video. was the one who kind of created this story, but I feel like this story thing has been before. B- was BTS the first one to do it? I don't know. That's a really yeah. good question that we'll have yeah. to look into yeah. with K-pop. As far as like the K-pop idols I watch, they were... And it was so brilliant and beautiful and it's yeah. epic. I mean, it's like this whole world. It's not just music. It's like a it's like a video game and movie and graphic novel and album and music videos all in one right. when they do this. So yeah, I don't know. I know in the tease, in all of these groups, the leader's usually like the head songwriter. And I think that's mm-hmm. true for a tease as well. HJ is really heavily involved. But yeah, I don't know who who comes up with all this stuff. But it's yeah, so cool curious. because you have yeah. to like think ahead. So yeah, cool. it, it's it's very very involved. I know that Monster so X involved. had they had their clan storyline, but it was just one album, I believe. It wasn't a yes. a long thing. And it just was one thing. Stray Kids had a storyline as well, but yeah, it was similar. It's just like kind of a one off. Yeah. I think a lot of groups have. For a tease, they've had it now the entire time that they've been out. Yeah, so. genius genius very cool genius and and you can go on forever with these if you do it the right way yeah and as you should because you once you in yeah once you engage your fans you can't just drop it well we're we're gonna talk about that in a little bit (laughs) 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 that 
reminds me of another storyline I'd like to speak about that we will be talking about later in the podcast because I do feel like a group did that and it didn't sit well with me. Keep the story going. Keep people engaged. And if you end the story, you have to give them something else that's just as engaging. You can't be like, oh, now we're just going to make some fun music for a while. I mean, I I get it's involved and it's hard and and it's, and and I, that's why I'm so extra impressed that Atiz has not only kept the storyline, but all the songs on the album relate to the storyline and all the songs on the album tell a smaller part of the story. It's like chapters in a novel. Yes. You know? Yes. And I think maybe it's called Zero because they're back to the beginning before it even started. Back to Zero, yeah. Zero Fever Part 1. So you know this is going to be drawn out and we're going to get more content like in order and it'll be so satisfying. I'm I'm a huge fan of these. This is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Now we have a whole world to delve into and nothing excites me more than that. It's like reading a good book or watching movies that have, you know, seven sequels like we're we're in a world now and, and I love so it. many like when you're when you're watching the music video and I liked the music video inception pulled from the diary like all of yep. the pieces were in the diary and yep. I'm just like the visuals and like dancing in the water with a fire above them <gasps> that room with when they're dancing with the yes. water and the ceiling is fire that's like purgatory or something they're in right? the in-between they're yeah, in inception yeah. like stuck in a nightmare yeah it just feels you can feel that like confining the heat and the water and the whole thing oh wow and then and I thought like when HJ when he breaks through you know he runs in the hallway and breaks through yeah and I feel like he's breaking through that dimension in that dream and now he's in that quiet black space figuring out where everyone is and how to fix it he's broken out of it and is now, you know, the guy in white, the one that's going to fix it. It's so cool. Man, I can't wait to watch the thanks a video. <laughs> I know, right? Right. I really want to watch the thanks video too. I wonder when they're going to release that because we saw the preview for it. I'm, they filmed both. So I'm interested to see how that ties in and what that is. It's just going to be really cool. The whole thing is so cool. Huge, huge fan of Atiz. I, I liked them but I wasn't completely snatched until the, like I really listened to the album and watched uh, the concert and got into their world. Now I'm, I'm passionate about it and I'm so excited to be an H&E. But this brings us to the conversation of biases and bias records. <laughs> I have a little excited. announcement too, but I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Okay. As you all know, I always said Mingy was my bias, and I think HJ was my rocker. And last week, Charity called me out and was like, no, HJ is your bias. That's your bias. <laughs> that's all you're talking about. <laughs> and at first, I fought her on it, but then I was like, I guess that's right. I guess I don't really talk about Mingy, but no, he's my bias. So I posted on Twitter, on our Twitter feed, we posted a poll of like, who should Emily's bias be? Hong Jun or Mingy, and 80% said HJ over Mingy. <laughs> now, I'm not one to follow what people tell me, so I was still like, well, let me figure this out for myself. And up until yesterday, I was still on the fence about who I was going to pick because I'd been watching so much content and my feelings changed pretty dramatically. When you 
just see them in music videos mm-hmm. and maybe a few one-off interviews, I think you have a different perspective than when you really dive into their world. Yeah. So things have changed and my bias is neither one of them. <laughs> <gasps> yes. Something happened where I, I just kept watching this one person and then his personality was so engaging and I felt maybe similar to mine. So I, my bias is Woo Young. Woo Young what? is my bias. I did not see that coming. He's my bias. I love him. Wait, my eyes just went to him. He's such a good dancer. So I started, well, my I have two records. Um, <laughs> of course you do. But I have to get, like, Woo Young, I just kept watching and my eye went to him. I obviously yeah, talked about him. Dancer. I talked about him with his, like, cool black hair for this mm-hmm. comeback. I loved it. I mean, I already thought he was hot. But I like his personality when they were playing games and he was like, he jumped up and said like, I'm ARMY in a tease. I love BTS more than anyone. I just love him. I think he's really funny and really outgoing. And then sure enough, when I looked up information on all of these guys, as we always do, he's a Sagittarius. And I was like, oh, finally. I've never had a, I've never had a bias that's the same as me. But I thought to myself, like, he's like me. I like him. And then after I picked him as my bias, I looked that up and I'm like, this all makes sense. <laughs> so as of now, Wu Young is my bias and I don't see that changing. I was a little nervous when the music video came out today, like, oh no. But no, I love him in the Inception music video. When he dances center with that like sexy, cool choreography, get out. Yeah. So cool. And like the thanks choreography, I think he's perfect at that. Like I'm, I'm a fan. So he is my bias. And then my records, HJ is one of my records. I still love him. And I think he's one of my favorites for sure. HJ is still, so he's still there. He's just moved. He got demoted a little bit. <laughs> I mean, actually, no, he didn't. He was, wait, what am I talking about? He was my original record. But you're original the one. Like, record. I thought for bias. sure, because you kept talking about him so much. I thought for sure he was your bias. No, I just love him. And then you, you song, how do you say his name? Uh, your song. Yo Song is my. I is think my that's how you say it. Yo Song, Yo Song. H J and Yo Song are my records. They're tied right now. So, um, Wu Young, H J, Yo Song are my favorites for a tease, and I don't really see that changing. No shade to Mingy, but just the more I watch, the more I vibe with the other members. I my bias is still Son. I love him. Yeah. I love him. I love him. I watch. I we were watching the concert, and I was just dying, and. My record, though, has changed. Big mm. time, big swerve. I swerved also uh, to Yosong. Um, yeah. Before it was Sangwa. And the more I watched the, like, more so it was the, when they were doing the competition and, you know, yes. the, the little variety show they did. And just watching mm-hmm. him perform. I'm like, no, he's definitely, Yosong is definitely my record. He's swerve. I have a swerve big time, which I rarely do. But yeah, Sonny you're not like me, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Sonny was so cute in his, and I love his voice, and I love when he yeah. dances, and I love when he sings, and I love how he always shows his arms off because he has amazing arms, which all the other members did comment on how sweaty he was in those videos, and I was like, I noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is your chan. That's how I feel about Chris. Yeah, straight head. Yes, I definitely am. Snatched. Yeah, charities are loved and loved. I don't know how snatched I am. I just know, like, I I really do like Wu Young. He's definitely my bias. I'm snatched by the whole group, though, because yeah. of the album and the content and the storyline that they put out. I feel 
more and more in love and connected to them than I did going into this. So they got me. Um, and you know, with that, it wouldn't be a New York City K-pop Queens podcast without a quiz. Y'all know oh we love big quizzes. Our favorite so, thing ever. We've been waiting to do the Atiz quiz too. I I was excited to see like who I got and the whole thing. So um, this will be posted under the description. We will post it on Twitter. Please take it. Tell us who you got. This is just you know something fun in the world of K-pop. Charity, are you ready to design your dream date and discover which Atiz member will take you on it? I was born ready for this. <laughs> okay, so that's the name of the quiz. Design your dream date and discover which Atiz member will take you on it. Let's get it going. How did you guys meet? A friend of a friend, at work, at a concert, through DM, at a cafe, on an app, a friend's party, or in college? Um, I mean, I could see it happening anyway, any of those mm-hmm. ways. Um, but I think a friend's party seems the most realistic. What about you? I felt like, yeah, I felt the same way. Like all of those things happen. That's how you meet people. I think nowadays on an app is like the most basic. Like that's how everyone yeah. knows meeting people they're dating. But I was thinking what I would want. And I put at a concert. Where will your date take place? Ice skating rink in the city. Berry picking farm. A fancy restaurant, Ooh. a bowling alley, the beach, at home. Who's going to go to at home on the first date? Uh, um, well, let's get murdered. That's a, right? that's a murder. Let's get a PSA here because we know we have all different ages listening to us. Your first yeah. date should not be at your house. Never. Even during COVID no. times. Nope. During COVID, nope. you can't go anywhere. Just take a walk with the guy. You don't need yeah. to invite someone you don't know to your home. All right, no, guys? No, no. Like, Ladies. And gentlemen, Ladies, gentlemen, everyone listening, don't do a no. first date at home. It's Never. a bad look. You're, you're, you're telling me right now, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Not a good idea. Um, okay. I, besides that one, I like a lot of these options. If, you know, someone asked me out to any of these, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. But I'm just thinking like, what? honestly, I put bowling alley. I think bowling dates are underrated. It's cute and fun you drink beer and bowl and it's a like activity but it's casual and I don't feel like there's a lot of pressure so I, that's what I picked that's what I picked too <gasps> Yay! I felt like it's always fun to do something where you're not yes. sitting and staring at each other yes. always it's just something and I feel like you also get to see someone's personality when you're like bowling yes. it's competitive 100%. it's fun totally you can drink and eat while you're doing it it's very casual totally. no pressure yes yeah. that's it it's no pressure like I think when you go to dinner on a first date there can be a lot of pressure and it feels yeah. weird sometimes like eating in front of this person and ta- like it's just staring yeah. at each other from across the table it feels really intimate for first date it's nice to have an activity so I thought yeah. I thought the same thing I'm like anybody ever wants to take me bowling I think that's so fun yeah I've definitely had first dates bowling in my life for sure I never have but I've really? done yeah I've done, I've done like at least three times dates. I remember I've done bowling dates like for you know further down the line yeah. and it's so fun it's just a great great time so here's a little tip from us bowling dates are fun do it <laughs> okay the next question it's a little harder for those of you listening but if you take the quiz you'll see these pictures I'll do brief descriptions yeah but the question is what will you wear the first one looks like jeans, red flats, a red and white striped shirt, and a white button down. Um, the next one's jeans, little suede booties, and a cream sweater. Next one, it looks like a black skirt, 
black and white shoes and a black and white striped top. Then you have jeans and a pink like graphic tee. Then you have, I don't know what that is. It's like a like wicker yellow. shoes and wicker purse. <laughs> And, and like yellow. a yellow top. All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess you don't get pants. No pants for that. Sorry, one. Pick that one. <laughs> uh, then you have jeans, flats, and a green sweater. Then you have, um, it looks like jeans and like a pink or purple kind of graphic tee. And then jeans, a orange beanie, and a cream sweater. I picked the jeans and the suede booties and the cream uh, sweater. <gasps> That's what I picked. That's what oh I picked. Yes. Yeah. We're on our bowling date. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> uh, okay. What would he wear? The first one is a suit. Uh, the second one, I guess he doesn't get to wear pants or shirt because it looks like. Oh, wait. No, there it is. Okay. Sorry. They're folded real tiny. Yeah. Gray pants, white shirt, brown shoes, and brown accessories. Okay. It looks like he has the next one is boots and army colored kind of corduroys and a long kind of blazer yeah then uh, the next one is another kind of suit yeah gray suit or something yeah Yeah. then we have a leather blazer with brown pants then we have jeans brown boots uh looks like a pea coat and a sweater and a button down under it kind of look a layered look yeah then we have a beanie, a hoodie, and a jacket. Again, multiple layers. Looks like a blazer. Yeah, a sweater. A sweater and then a button down. Yeah. A denim this button one, down. This one was hard because I felt like all the choices were very formal. Can you know, yeah. girl choices? Like going on a bowling date. Just wear jeans, dude. Like you don't have to be in a suit. But I picked, there's one that's like a navy kind of blazer with pants that look khaki or green I picked that one oh, yeah. but this was hard they all were kind of like okay you look nice or you don't whatever yeah I picked the the jeans with the brown boots and yeah. the navy yeah. jacket yeah yeah okay cool did we pick the same thing no I picked the one to the left of it oh gotcha oh yes 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 okay gotcha. but I, but I like, yeah they're all like so similar though it was like do you want suits do you want like a nice blazer yeah. with casual pants, or do you want like a hoodie? And I just <laughs> didn't like the beanie with that hoodie. Yeah, I was like, that looks same. so sloppy. That was that was just too yeah. sloppy. Normally, I, I would definitely pick a dude in the hoodie. Yes, but normally, ninety percent of the time, if the the hoodie, I would have picked. But just yeah. like you'll see when you go do the quiz, guys, like it's not a good look. Um, <laughs> no shade if that's the one you pick. Okay, the next one I'll describe. Uh, which flower bouquet would he bring to you? The first one's a choice of multiple colors. There's pink roses, white flowers, and little yellow ones. The second one is red roses. The third one is kind of like pink gray roses. Next, we have peach, orangey roses, big bright sunflowers, multicolored tulips, pink roses, or like a purple and blue bouquet of wildflowers. So I'm not a big fan of flowers because I don't like how they smell. And I know I'm definitely in the minority. <laughs> yeah. So I picked the ones that were the least offensive to my nostrils, uh, which I feel like would be wildflowers. I don't think wildflowers have usually a big, strong scent. Okay. And I liked the colors, so I picked the last one. What did you I like? picked, I'm like the opposite. I adore flowers. I love having fresh flowers all the time in my home. So I liked all of these. Uh, but I would pick the peach-colored, the orange, fiery kind of roses. Oh, pretty. 
Yeah, I love orchids. Those are my favorite because they don't have a scent and they're very pretty. Just an FYI. Interesting. Yeah, I guess they don't smell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What will you and your date talk about? Ooh, career goals, Netflix shows, ASMR videos, <laughs> conspiracy theories, flying drones, video games, fashion, or whatever comes to mind. Okay. I mean, there's some good ones in here. I, I'm not talking about ASMR videos or flying drones. <laughs> Sorry, not my bad. Netflix shows. Netflix shows. I love talking about pop culture and everything that you know encompasses that. So we're talking about Netflix. I just said whatever comes to mind because that's usually what happens. Yeah. 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 You don't go in with like planned conversation topics. Yeah. Yeah. Just have those. Yeah. All right. What's your date's best trait? Charisma. Strength. Humor, sweetness, smile, hardworking nature, sexiness, or respectfulness. So all of these are important. However, what will win me over the quickest is if someone makes me laugh. So I picked humor. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think it depends on the person, what trait stands out. Obviously, humor is always great. But I put just kind of the general charisma. Does this person have it or don't they? Yeah. Are they charming or, you know, the whole, the whole package. So I put charisma. Oh, nice, nice, nice. What idea do you have for your next date? A night under the stars, a rave, lantern festival, picnic by the city, ride a hot air balloon, a movie date, camping, or skydiving? I think all of these are, are good options. Like I would do most of them. I wouldn't, I don't want to go camping on a second date. Like, no, thank you. I don't get stuck with someone somewhere. Um, no, I don't right? even go skydiving. That seems kind of cheesy. Like, I, I don't know. Actually, I would go skydiving for sure with someone. But I don't know if that's second date material or not. Because I could cry and make a fool of myself. That worries me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do a rave. I want to have fun. Let's go to a rave. Fun. I what picked you pick? a picnic by the city. Perfect. Easy. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, lastly, how does your date end? When will I see you again? A kiss, a simple goodbye, he gives you a gift, waving goodbye, an invitation to come in, I'll text you later, or a hug. Uh, I want a kiss. <laughs> That's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah, no. Oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Guess who I got? Uh, Mingy. <laughs> no, I got Sun. <gasps> Okay, this is the first time in the history of our 10 episodes that we both had our bias. I got Wu Yang. It says, Yes, both of us at the same time. <laughs> right? Mine says, No way. Your date with Wu Yang will be unforgettable. Bring your dancing shoes because you two will most li- will likely be dancing the night away. I'm in. That sounds Let's just like it. you. Duh. It says, Wow, prepare for a lot of fun because San is taking you on a date. Yes. There will never be a dull moment. We're talking mm-hmm. amusement parks, nearly getting kicked out of a restaurant for being too loud, and making great memories. Mm, cute. Sounds good to me. Yeah, like I'm in. Let's go dance. <laughs> right? Great. Oh. oh my god! First time ever that we've gotten our biases. Both in of us. One of these. Never. I don't think that's ever happened before. I usually get someone that's not even my wrecker or close to it. Like I got Kai for one of the other quizzes. But oh, that's true. you didn't. But so both of us no. have not gotten our wrecker at the same time. 
Thank you, BuzzFeed. Clearly, you've been listening and listening to our feedback. (laughs) Thank you, BuzzFeed. (laughs) Clearly, there's something with the tease because, like, their album's great. We both are so excited to be new fans, and we get our records, the first quiz we do. Ever. Amazing. Wow. It could be written in the stars. So, Sun, if you're listening, Wu Young, if you're listening, we're we're down. So just say yeah. one. Yeah, 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 we're ready. Let's do it. I, I'm here for it. I'm excited. I'm ready. As you can see, we're meant to be. So, all right. So that's. Uh, I think we've talked about a tease enough for this episode. But yeah, love the album. Love the video. Love the songs. The storylines. Super impressive. Really, really, really great stuff. And I think, like we said this is the best thing they've ever done it's it's a it's a game changer I think for them similar to Stray Kids with their recent comeback was they gained so many new fans they charted so well I think that's gonna be what happens with this Atiz album this is gonna take them into a different field so congrats to Atiz we're excited new fans it's always so cool to find a new group that resonates with you so even Forbes wrote an article about them about the album today I was like whoa Forbes is writing about k-pop okay oh my god they yes girl they always do they're like (laughs) I love it Forbes has turned into like they need clickbait all the time (laughs) yeah well they they know they know they know yeah there's like a BTS article on Forbes like every other day now it's like wow okay there you go good good for them I didn't know I wasn't I rarely like go down that rabbit hole but I was like Trust me, my dorky, ass reads, my dorky ass reads Forbes, so I see it all the time. <laughs> I love it. Duh, I have subscriptions to Forbes. <laughs> uh, yeah, K-pop cannot be denied, which again, like a quick mention, you know, K-pop is global and all of these artists, none of these artists are the first ones to do English songs. You can go back, J-Park, Girls' Generation, they've done English songs. But you see it more and more. I think the game changer was Monster X doing an all English album. They really promoted that well over here. It charted well. I mean, Monster X with that all about love album, they did something different. And a lot of people kind of shit. Well, I shouldn't. Sorry for the swear word, everyone. But people on Twitter, a lot of fans were really giving them a lot of grief, saying that they sold out and that their faves would never and they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see what's happened this week yeah. because you have, we'll talk about it in a second, but BTS is gonna, has announced they're doing an English song. It's going to be released next month. And then you have a tease finish their beautiful album with an English song. Wavy dropped an all English song and music video the same day. Can't, we're going to talk about that next week, guys. We didn't have enough time to get into it this week, but trust us, we have thoughts. We're excited to discuss that video a little controversial so we'll get into it next week (laughs) we do and hot shirtless guys so send me up (laughs) yeah (laughs) perfect perfect there's a little teaser next week's episode (laughs) but it's funny how the landscape has changed and you know now Forbes every day has BTS content and K-pop content and it it's hitting really hard in the states so it's interesting to see these groups adjusting and putting out English songs because now you don't have that barrier of, well, I can't understand what they're saying. Yeah. Yes, you can. So 
there's not going to be those excuses much longer on why they're not getting radio play. And I give so much credit to Monster X for, as far as I know, being the first one to do an entire album in English yeah. and tore the crap out of that. They did all the radio promo shows. They played the game and I think it worked really well for them. They had smart feature artists. It's, it's a different kind of world and I don't fault groups that don't want to do that. But I think you can't get upset that your group isn't charting the way you want them to and winning Grammys and all of that stuff if they're not playing that game. That's an yeah. unfortunate reality of the music industry. I mean, even Despacito, they had an English version. Yep. That's why that song broke over here. So you have to, if you don't want that, that's totally cool. But if you want longevity on the charts, if you want Drake type numbers, you have to do that. Otherwise, it's what we've seen so many times, especially with BTS where they hit so hard that first week and then they're gone. So you, you know, for the longevity and for radio play, you're going to have to approach it differently. There's no right or wrong answer, but if that's what you want, and it looks like that's what a lot of these groups want with um, kind of the English releases. So that's something yeah. interesting going on in K-pop world. Kind of a, a little aside that I was thinking about today. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, if, if you want a specific goal, then sometimes there's only yeah. one specific way to get it. And it has been proven that there is the industry is just not buying into and buying into it. Sadly, fans are, but the people who yeah, make decisions no. about who, who went, who win awards, big awards yep. are just are acknowledging the, the hugeness of BTS. They're acknowledging their talent. They're acknowledging that they're doing what no one else has done, but there are politics. Yep. There's a lot uh, that goes into these awards. Yep. Yep. And your chart Half position, the, your, yeah. ra your radio yep. play, and playing the game is the biggest part of it. It doesn't matter that you're the biggest group in the world. Let's see your chart position. And to get those chart positions, to get those billboard number ones over and over again, to be Ariana and Drake, you have to play the game a certain way. And there's yeah. so much, we've talked about the xenophobia Especially, I mean, the xenophobia that these Korean artists face in the Western world is disgusting. So we're not advocating, like, play the game, only release English songs. No. I would be thrilled if BTS said we're never doing that. Yeah. We're going to stick true to who we Which are. they have no. said that. They have said that before. But it they seems have. that they clearly want a Grammy. That is, a, that is a goal that they really want to accomplish. Yep. They tried it one way. They with work, now they're going the other yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. They're trying it, and and again, Army, don't fault them for what. Like Nam June said, we don't want to do that. It was like the CBS interview. I think some yeah. one of the they asked him that, and he's like, that's something that we we don't want to do. And you know what? You can change your mind because again, they've made totally. it clear they want a Grammy. Totally. We but want the them to have a Grammy, and if this is how they get one, and that's a specific goal, then you know what? Don't hate on them for doing what they need exactly. to do to get that goal. But also don't hate on other groups. I think where my issue comes, BTS has a right to change their mind. I think yeah. it's a lesson for them. You have to be careful what language you use because to say we're never going to do that, we're staying true yep. to ourselves. Yeah. Well, two years later, you're, you are doing it. Yeah. So you, they made a mistake there with the way that they phrased it. Yeah. And I think sure at the time, yeah. I get what they were doing. And at the time it made sense, but that's a lesson for them. This is also a much larger lesson for ARMY who went after Monster X so right. aggressively. And saying they're sellouts, they're embarrassed of their culture, our faves would never. Your faves are, and they're not paving the way anymore. They're not the first ones doing an English song or an English album if they end up doing yeah. that. So you need to like, 
before you attack other groups and fans, because in K-pop that's really prevalent, unfortunately, yeah. don't say your faves would never because things can change. And yeah. I agree with you. I think BTS's goal has always been to get a Grammy. They've been very vocal about it. It's very important to them. It's the highest of the high in that industry, no matter where you're from, just like an Oscar for actors. Yeah. I, I don't fault people for wanting the recognition for amazing work. And they've put out so much great work. Yeah. So there's no and fault. I know, that, I know that they did waste it on you, but that wasn't yeah. all of them. And that was the Steve Aoki. So waste on me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah waste yeah. on me. Yeah. Yeah. That was so technically, yeah. They haven't done an English single. Yeah. No. And and again, they yeah. spoke that they wouldn't. They didn't feel they had to. I guess yeah. now they feel they have to. A little bit of a missed opportunity maybe on the last album. Yeah. They could have they could have done that. But now other groups are doing it on their albums. They if they're gonna do it, now's the time to do it. So we'll talk about that in a second, but let's get into the dream concert. Like oh this past weekend, dream yes. concert twenty twenty. It was a two-day affair, watched completely online. I know I got up and I started watching. And who are your favorites? What did you think? Let's maybe talk about the days, like the first day and the second day. The first day we had Wendy and Solgi, Red Velvet, XOSC, and exposure to maybe some new groups we weren't as familiar with. So what are your opinions on like day one? I loved that XOSC wore their outfits from the One Billion video. Yeah, I thought they looked like they were having such a good time. It's so fun. And and yeah. I know it's hard to perform when you don't have an in-person audience. So I really felt for them like it's it's not as fun. It's not as fun to perform when there's not you don't get that instant yeah. gratification of cheers. So yeah. I thought that everyone did such an amazing job considering that I'm sure it's disappointing not to have people in front of you. Yeah, and for sure. Thought, and to be sorry to interrupt, but to be okay. closing it out too, they were the closers. I've watched previous dream concerts. They're in ginormous like stadiums yeah. and it's a massive deal. So you're they're missing out on something so iconic for their yeah. careers. I saw some people kind of giving them shade, like, well, why are they even doing this? Because they're so famous, all of that. This is a subunit, you know? Yeah. They're trying to get to the billion views. But <laughs> I thought it was great. And and I agree with you. They just look like they were having so much fun. Yeah. Like there were no there was no pressure on these guys. They were out there living their best life. I love that they did Rodeo too. That's a cool song from that album. And that was yeah, neat. Yeah. I didn't expect that. They killed it. Sorry to interrupt. I just was That's kind okay. of adding. Yeah. I loved Red Velvet. I'm sad that not all of them could be there because you could definitely yeah. see that they were, you know, that, that someone was missing. But I was like, wait. And I, and I did. I remember I'm like, something feels off. And I totally forgot that there were five of them. And we were texting. I'm like, something seems off. And you're like, oh, yeah. Wendy's, Wendy's missing. Gone. I was like, oh. Yeah. But I could feel it. Not that they didn't carry it great, but I could just sense it. No, me too. A hundred percent. The vibe was a little bit different. I yeah. thought Irene and Soggy killed it. You know, getting Obviously. them. We've seen them do those songs before. We've seen Monster and Naughty. Really cool. They killed it. And then I agree. The Red Velvet, the vibe just felt a little off. It wasn't a bad performance, but it didn't have the spark that I'm used to when I see them perform on shows. Right? Wendy yeah. is... Wendy's such a kind of integral member of that group. You can't, not having her there was difficult. I think they did a good job under the circumstances, but Wendy, we missed you. Hurry yeah. back. <laughs> Hurry back. We missed you. Yeah. Like XOSC to me stood out probably the most. I will say there's a group called Golden Child I wasn't familiar with and they killed it. They really killed it. And that's a group I'm, I'll look into when I have the time, you know, moving forward because 
they were great. They, they were really cool. Their choreography and the melody of one of the songs stood out to me because I had it on all day. So they were cool, but I thought the first day belonged to our boys from XOXD. Yeah, I'm so proud of them. Right. It's just so nice to see them like kill it and be happy. I love all the dance challenges that come with these songs. We watched it with like Bacon and Stray Kids with Hello Stranger. I love seeing Kai do the dance. He did <laughs> yes. it with Tenol. Tenol. Yeah. That was really cool. That was like Kai upstage, you know, the guy who created <laughs> the dance. Did, I was did. like, well, there. <laughs> <laughs> and know, they, filmed that. they filmed it in a gym. So clearly he's getting ready for his debut in August. Oh my gosh. I will not be well, guys. I will how not be we, well. <laughs> I don't even know. I do not even know how we're going to get through August. You have oh, his, Kai's debut, Juan Hu's debut, uh, BTS is coming back. They were supposed to come back in October. I know. When they, girl, like we have too much happening in August. And I think Stray Kids are going to do a repackage similar to what NCT 127 did yeah. with a couple of new songs and a repackage of their album because why are they hiding their hair? Like, there's just stuff going on right. with Stray Kids right now that I'm like, you guys, we know you're up to something. Right. Can we, can we discuss them, please? Because uh, I, would like to, I would like to acknowledge that I feel like maybe the stylist listened to us. Because <gasps> did you notice they did not have the floppy beanies, but they did have the military berets that I no. said that I liked. No, 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 no. Here's, the, here's my problem. But they had the big, ugly ones okay. on the red carpet. I know. Big, I, ugly. Like, they, threw the they threw us a bone. They threw us a bone. For the performance. No, I felt the opposite. I felt like they listened to us and they go, oh, really? We're going to put three of the guys in big, ugly hats. <laughs> enough with the hats. But I think it's because of a hair color thing. Because Chan in, in Chan's room wore a hat completely covering his head. Mm. He's been covering his head now for like two weeks. Today, oh, our little buddy. The... Oh, go ahead. Our little buddy Ian. He did a V live today. He had a beanie on and his hood up, real tight around his head. He's hiding his hair. Well, They're hiding their it. hair. Yeah. Well, they hid it before yep. they had the the V live yep. where they were making pancakes that we watched on Saturday. It was yep. like one o'clock in the morning in Korea, and they're making pancakes and they're supposed to perform the next day. And, Love it. And Ian had his hood pulled all the way where he could barely yep. see his face. Yeah. And that's what he had did. A hat on. Yep. And that's and what then, he did today. Yeah. And he said that they were practicing all day. Yeah. What are you practicing for? Right. What are, are you, you practicing for? <laughs> so, Stray Kids, we're on to you. We know there's something coming out. We know there's hair color changes. I'm yeah. thinking, I doubt it's a whole new album. I think it's going to be a repackage with yeah. one or two new songs. Don't kill me. I'm just so excited. I know I'm going to die. Like, I can't. My enthusiasm for those boys. Oof. Which leads us into day two of the Dream Concert 2020. Yes. Sorry to get ahead of us, but I was so excited yeah, sorry to talk guys. about that. We the just hat. love Stray Kids so much. <laughs> they obviously were the highlight for me. I thought their performance yes. was perfect. I loved the intro, like the red lighting and the mm-hmm. easy song in the background. And they just came out like, we, we run this shit. We own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You do. You you're do. killing the game. <laughs> Everyone knows you're killing the game. God's Menu, we've seen it perform quite a bit recently. They killed that. And then it was really nice to see them do Mira because that's such a cool song. And for new fans like us, we haven't seen them do that live recently. So I thought that was really cool. I thought their performances really strong. 
so well done. And you could feel that they were really happy to be there and very excited. At the end, when they were all holding up banners and stuff, they just were adorable and grateful and perfect as always. So Stray Kids did not let us down. Proud stay. Did you survive the arms? Because I didn't. No. No, no. Him and Hyunjin oh. with the cutoff arms, and then oh. Hyunjin had the, the headband. We know how I feel about headbands. And, and that hair, that gorgeous, right. gorgeous blonde hair. Hyunjin oh on the red carpet with his beautiful, perfect blonde hair. I am telling you, nine out of 10 idols could have that hair, and I'd be like, ew, gross. Right. It takes, it takes a certain look to pull off long hair. It takes. It takes a certain person, a certain vibe, a certain mm-hmm. face. And he just looks stunning and masculine with long blonde hair. He's gorgeous. Yeah. And then the way that they put it up, like kind of in a ponytail with braids and with the yeah. headband for performance, like oh. he looked so good. And then, of course, my boyfriend, mm-hmm. always, he's always in a tank top these days. He is proud of those arms and I do not blame him. <laughs> he, he really, every single, I swear, he's in like a black tank top 90% of the time. Oh my God. Yes. He looks so good. Yeah. I thought that they looked Stray Kids comes with a certain masculinity and like a sexy vibe that a lot of younger K-pop boy groups maybe don't. (laughs) I mean, that's fair to say they have a very different vibe. It's really sexy and like very mature. Yeah, they're really fun. They're very fun and silly, but they definitely the way they carry themselves is like they're super experienced yeah, and confident. They're confident, yeah. yeah. They're just so confident. They have so much swag that's natural. It doesn't feel like there's insecurity or anything with them. They just strut yeah. into the stage like let's go. They're so natural about it. And like let's talk about little IN too. Our little baby in that group, he's becoming a man in front of our eyes. He I is. am shook. I am shook. Sometimes I'm like, who is that? And then I'm like, oh, okay. He's been working out. We see you. Jeez. Like, we see you. They were, to me, they were the highlight of day two. A lot of people, we did run a poll on our Twitter. So most of you probably know that, NYC K-pop Queen. And we asked, what was your favorite performance? 63% said Stray Kids. And then 25% the boys. And we we oh. are aware of the boys, just so you all know. We know they're huge right now and they're killing it. We'll cover them in a later episode. We only have so much time a week, unfortunately. But 25%, yeah. the boys were their favorite. 13% said XOSC. And then there was zero for the ladies. No love oh. for Red Velvet or Mamamoo. Moo. Stray Kids, the fans agreed with us. They were the highlight. Yeah, they were I the highlight little, for sure. I was a little confused with their placement. I thought that they would go last considering their chart position and where they yeah. are in the industry right now. I thought it was really weird to put them in the middle. And they had like Mama Moo close out, which I'm a fan of Mama Moo, but it's not like they've really done much recently. Yeah. So, I wonder if it's a scheduling thing. I, I wonder. I don't know how they figure that out. No, it's supposed to be. I saw people on Twitter saying that. Like, wait, really? Wait a minute. Why is Mama Moo closing yeah. out? Stray Kids here. I mean, I do. I love Mama Moo, but definitely Stray Kids, they're a lot bigger. They're bigger, especially right now. Like, it made sense to me that you have XOSC close the yeah. first. Like, they're, they're XO guys. Mama Moo doesn't have a new album. Hwasa had an album, but not Mama yeah. Moo. Cause that, yeah, it was weird. Hip, Hip came out last November. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. And then it Starry was Night weird. was, that's a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're not. Yeah. So it's weird because what it's not really political? scheduling. They were all there because they, they walked yeah. out on the stage at the end to like hold oh, up their banners okay. and kind of wave to the 
crowd. So it just felt like a little disrespectful in my eyes to stray kids. They're they're it's something political. I don't know, but like I I, I mean maybe like it has to be. Maybe well maybe it's also in Korea. We I don't know because some of these groups are way bigger in Korea than they are in the Western yeah. world. We know Bacon is like the prince of Korea. That kid is the biggest deal in Korea. Whereas over here, his solo album isn't you know charting number Wata one. He is, did well. He's very big in Korea because she's on that Live Alone Home Alone show and anything yeah. that she that she eats, that she wears, that she puts on her face sells out immediately. She's like this sellout yeah, so queen in Korea. So maybe they're giving, yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. It yeah. just it felt a little odd watching from our point of view because in New York and the Western world, stray kids are much, much bigger right now. Yeah. It's different. The way they do stuff was different, but I thought it was fun. I love watching kind of festivals and concerts with a lot of different acts. Yeah. Because same. you can introduce the new acts. It's fun to see your faves. It was fun. It was cool. Especially since we can't go to concerts, I watch anything online I can right now just to get my I know. And I made a mistake (laughs) last week. I said that like, and then the next weekend, it's not this weekend, it's it's next weekend weekend. that we have twice and uh, Monsta X. So really excited for those. I miss Monsta X. I feel like we haven't seen them for a while. They're doing a lot of like variety shows. They're doing a lot. They're putting a lot out for us. But I'm excited to kind of just see a concert of theirs again. It's been way too long. And twice, I've never watched a full twice concert. And now I'm a once. I'm a big fan. So I'm excited for that too. I remember when we watched a a Monsta X concert streaming online. And I was definitely got really snatched by them. It was so good. I'm so excited. Yeah, right. Oh my God. So excited i can't wait so that's next weekend which is nice thank you guys for giving us a weekend to breathe i i yeah. want to internalize <laughs> i think a lot of times there's so much content that you listen to it and then you move on to the next stuff and yeah. i it's nice to have time to watch more of the teens videos and yeah. get back and get into their world always watching the v lives chan's room like i'm i'm always excited about all that stuff but it's nice to have a break sometimes to be able to absorb more and not feel like you have to keep up with so much content oh my god it's impossible right it's it's a good problem to have I'd much rather that than be like oh my favorite hasn't put up an, el- an right. album in five years <laughs> hello Rihanna don't think we don't know about you over here putting out everything else and then not giving out anyone an album for five years like that sucks. So, do you honey whatever it's nice to be a k-pop fan we get albums 24 7 but it is there's a lot to keep track of and like I said earlier we can only talk about so much that's why we haven't covered groups like the boys or golden child but don't fret we will get there we definitely will we focus on comebacks next week we're talking about wavy but speaking of comebacks our boys bts we thought they were coming back in october i thought y'all had an october comeback planned i was ready i had started actually preparing (laughs) and then these dudes decided last week oh newsflash newsflash last week all of a sudden, a Twitter account we both follow, who has yeah. not tweeted since April of 2019, just threw out a little a little blurb for us, saying, "Oh, it's a time loop." Like, wh- I don't. What is the tweet from Smeralda mm-hmm. Books or what, however you say it? Because I am so shook that they did this to us. Like, what? What the heck? So just like for those of you that like, just throw it out like as if we are like do to do like just hanging out and they're like oh by the way we're back we haven't posted in a year and a half but whatever. <laughs> but hey, guess what? Here's a note from Jen. So for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, we alluded to it earlier in the show. BTS has a beautiful storyline that went on for years. It's what snatched me and got me really involved with them. 
I saw it first and I need you video, but it ended last year and it ended with kind of a graphic novel. And there are things in all the BTS albums called the notes, or there was like during the storylines and the graphic novel was the Moraldo books, which is like a made up books bookstore for BTS. And they're the ones that tweeted and they tweeted six days ago from Jin on the 27th of June, 2022. The Smeralda was trampled under my feet and a time loop began again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I am, Charity and I text each other right away and just yeah. absolutely flipped out. The fact, the fact that BTS is bringing their storyline back brings me more joy than almost anything in my life. I am so obsessed with yes. the storyline. I was, I was really upset the way that they decided to cut it off because I think mm. we were all so invested. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, the story's over. And I thought with Map of the Soul, that series, we were going to get another storyline or something yeah. else with the Or something related that, into it. But yes, nothing. It was, there was no storyline except about no. like your ego no. and stuff. Very Yeah, like Carl Jung's like yeah. whole thing. Okay, cool. But like, there was nothing. And you went from this gorgeous storyline to absolutely nothing with songs that really didn't connect in a deep way. It felt, I don't want to say it was disappointing, but I will say compared to the storyline, I did feel a little disappointed because I missed that yeah, element. Yeah. I missed watching the music videos and being like, oh my goodness, look, that felt sad to me as a fan. Yeah. It just felt a little more hollow, a little more shallow, a little more surface. And that's just me personally. You all know we're ARMY but our job is to talk about things and critique them. And to me, BTS lost me a little bit with Map of the Soul. I didn't love the albums with the passion that I loved. Love yourself. Love yourself, most beautiful moment in life. That stuff hit so hard with me and resonated so strongly. And I was really in it. And then Map of the Soul, it felt a little more like traditional music, good music, good music videos great performances you know it was all great it wasn't bad but they just to leave the storyline completely I understood you ended it but in my brain I thought the storyline would go up into when Jin enlists because Jin was the main character so I thought we're going to get this and they're going to end it with him enlisting and how beautiful and poetic clearly they have another idea it's probably better (laughs) I'm not the genius (laughs) but I think I am and I'm sure what they're doing now is going to be absolutely gorgeous but they've been releasing notes from all the members so that one came out with Jin, and we're getting a note i think it's like every day just like last time yep so they're going into the whole storyline uh again and i think it's going to be similar but it's going to be a different almost like the butterfly effect like Jin couldn't save them all and he realized yeah. that he, he couldn't save everyone so Everyone's going to have to save. I I think you talked about it once, Charity. You think each member will save someone? Yeah. So based on some of the theory videos I watch on YouTube, again, because I was not a part of the theory, I got on the train late because I got to BTS late. But based on all the stuff I was reading last summer and this one army that I follow, she has really gone deep into the notes and written her own notes and has crazy in-depth videos. And she was saying even last summer when it wrapped up, like this is not over this is going to continue because based on all the videos and all the notes because she even got the books all the the actual books that they released last year yep and was saying that it's failing because jen can't save everyone so all the members have to save each other and that's why she's like this is not done 
Yeah. There's got to be a, a sequel to this because it's not over with because Jen can't do it alone. So I, that I, I knew based on that. It makes yeah. Because it, yeah. didn't, it didn't really end well. It just was like, okay, what's happening? Like, it felt like it was in limbo. So it made sense that her theory, based on all the research she did, I was like, wow, girls, I'm glad you're doing this because I don't have the energy, but I will appreciate your effort and I will, I think you Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I I feel like I knew the story pretty well and the books just kind of showed us, yeah, your theories are right. This is the story. But yeah. I agree that it wasn't a total happy ending. It just kind of explained it. And I thought, okay, it's over. I was wondering if Tay would take over Jin's role because you had those moments where it switched and now it was Tay up on that diving board. And it was him and a lot of stuff. But I think I like your theory better that each one will save someone. Like Yumi yeah. will save John Cook. And you have that whole thing. Uh, Nam June will save Kay. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm so freaking excited. So that happened. And then a couple of days later, they're like, oh, by the way, we're coming back. And they did it on a Live audio only, which was really crazy. Right. They, they wanted to be the ones that told ARMY first. There was no press release or pictures or anything it was just their voices saying we have a single on august 21st we're coming back it's like yeah by the way guys surprise it's not october it's august and it's gonna be an english song get ready i'm like so shook i'm so shook i don't know what to expect i think the font for the countdown they've they've posted a countdown with specific kind of days and the font looks very happy rainbow and 70s so maybe we're going to get something that's a little more like disco upbeat maybe like the boy with love remix that they did when they did their concert yeah. I don't know I'm I'm interested to see what it is I think this is a big big comeback for BTS they're the ones that are controlling the concept the pictures I mean they're it's going to be a self-produced album which to me is what you should be doing and especially at this point in your career if you're yeah. them do it yourself. Put out your stuff. Like you don't need a million other cooks in the kitchen. You guys can write, do it. And I think that'll be a great way to connect with ARMY. It's going to be them. So let's see who they are and what they want to share with us now. It's super exciting. I can't freaking wait. I am curious why they, by two months, they, oh, well, a month and a half because it's the end of August, why they moved up the date. I, I'm curious where that I, came from. I think, again, not to say the E word, but I think it's enlistment. Yeah. No, it's you true. Know? Because doesn't he, is it the end of the year? I, I, I can't, yeah. no matter how much I yeah. research, I can't and tell when the D-Day is. It, I think it's before your 28th birthday, right? Is that right? We could be wrong, guys. But I think it's before your 28th birthday and Jin's birthday is in December. And so. I know that in interviews, he said that he's ready. Like in February, yeah. I think he was saying that he's ready whenever. So I don't know if that means he already, like, do you enlist and you wait for them to call you? I don't really get how it works. No, you have I, and to. And I can't really tell online either when I've tried to research how it's decided. You have to. It says um, South Korean male citizens between 18 and 28 are required to complete two years of military service. At that, So you have to do it between those ages. You can enlist when you're 18, but most of these guys wait. Yeah, of course. Because, yeah, like, why why wouldn't you? But I'm yeah. confused, too, as if it's, for some reason in my head, I, I feel like it's before you're 28, you have to enlist, before your 28th birthday, maybe. But I could be wrong. Didn't Joe just turn 28 and he hasn't enlisted yet? So maybe it's before your 29th birthday. Would that yeah, that's sense? what confused me because he turned 28 in June. Yeah, so then he'll have to go in June. 
No, he just like, turned. Shonu no, just turned twenty. Like next. Well, yeah, but what I mean is it's July. Like he's he's got to go in June of next year. Like he'll oh. have to go before his birthday. You have to go. Gotcha. So it could be before like that the week before he turned twenty nine. Yep. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. It's before okay. that birthday, right? Or wait, I don't or, know. I don't know either. Anyone listening, we need help. Wendy, if yeah, you're because, because I, I've read a lot of contradictory things online and I can't really figure out a straight answer. I'm assuming because I know it changed a couple of years ago. It switched because before it was 30. Now it's 28. Yes. So I feel like no one really knows. So and I can't even from Jen. He just said I'm ready to go whenever. And I don't know who decides these things. So I, I couldn't I've tried to research it because I wanted to talk about it today, but I couldn't get a consistent answer. If that's the case, though, you're right. He was born the same year, Shonu, as Jin. So Jin wouldn't have to enlist till next year, not this year. Yeah, because Shonu is still touring and everything, and they haven't announced. So I'm assuming it must be. Yeah, it's before you turn. It's 29. No, this. Yeah, that's what it is. It's before you turn 29. So he could wait up until like June 17th of next year, because his birthday is the 18th. Because he's technically still 28. So he's enlisting while he's 28. Yes. Okay. So then that's okay. good news for Jen because Jen yeah. turns 28 in December. And then yeah. BTS has another year and a half as the seven of them, which is fantastic because yeah. that pushes yeah. that back. So luckily, so that's out the window. They don't have to do anything with his enlistment. I'm guessing they pushed up the date because they they aren't able to do their concerts. They can't tour. They don't have the schedule they wanted. They've had to adjust like everyone else during yeah. you know, Corona. Maybe they got it done sooner. Yeah, exactly. It's like, let's put out some content because we're not touring and we can't promote. But it's such a shame for them because I feel like this concert would have been so epic. I would have, I really would have loved to see this on stage. You know, ARMY listening, I'm sure you feel the same way. It really, really sucks that we're not going to see any of the map of this whole, like, seven. We're not seeing this on stage. You're not going to see on. I mean, they'll probably bring it in for their next tour when they're allowed to go back on tour, hopefully in 2021. But it's not going to be the okay. same because they'll have more content and there'll be new content. Yeah. We missed an entire BTS tour because of Corona. Very disappointing. It's so frustrating. So frustrating. Very disappointing. But I'm so excited to hear what they come out with. I think they said they wanted something to uplift armies during this difficult time. So I'm guessing upbeat, fun, lighthearted, maybe like kind of boy with love type vibe. Guess they're not going to get her depressing fake love era. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Whatever. we all like dark, <laughs> depressing, or sexy. I clearly, BTS, like, that's not our bag. Deal with it. <laughs> I, I like, you know, I, it's not going to be what a tease just did. They no, really no. did a We're Going Through Adversity, Hard Time album, which yeah. resonated so deeply and was beautiful. I think BTS is going to come out probably with some fluffier, happier stuff, which yeah. is a the opposite direction and also will be so great and well-received and exciting to hear. I'm so excited for it. And I'm, I'm just really excited to see the storyline progress. I know. Yeah. I just I'm wish also, they never dropped it. Like, I know. keep the storyline going. I'm also excited because didn't Jim and mention that Nam June's been working out a lot. John so. Cook. And John, oh, John Cook, Cook mentioned that. It. Yeah. It was John Cook. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And Jim's been working out tons. So that's really good. He's like my ears. Duh. And then Jungkook, Jungkook also never lets me relax. Like, every time I'm like, whatever, Jungkook. Yeah, he's probably my alt, but I don't know. Then he's probably I'm, strange. Right? Uh-huh. He is, Unintended. Strange. <laughs> and then, 
Emily has been staring with Stray Kids. And I will continue. Don't you worry, Stray Kids. I'm never oh. leaving you. Uh, <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm not a stalker, I promise. It's very crazy. Sorry that I just get white crazy. Uh, I'm real passionate. <laughs> very passionate. Very passionate. Passion. I'm never leaving them. Never. Uh, so anyways, I was staring to Stray Kids. And Doug took notice, and he decided to release another cover. <laughs> we did a cover of Dan and Shay. They're a country act here in America, and they have a song called 10,000 Hours that Justin Bieber was featured on. Huge hit over here. I think everyone's heard that song or is familiar with it. And John Cook did a cover of it in English, and he sounded perfect. His pronunciation is so cute. And you can tell he's yeah, getting better and better. He's getting stronger in English, too. He's like, He's such a like A plus pupil. You can tell he's working on it and he sounds yeah. better and better every time. But it was just beautiful. And what stood out to me, the guy from Dan and Shay, it's two guys. And the one who takes lead most of the time has a really, really great voice. It's always yeah. nice how good of a voice this guy has. And John Cook just did it seamlessly. Like there was yeah. no effort there. He just floated on that song like it was nothing. It was beautiful. I loved it. Obviously, it Pulls of the heartstrings. It was a really gorgeous song, and he killed it. I love when the when BTS does stuff like that too. They just drop it, and it's like on SoundCloud. It's I know. No, well, no at first, at first he posted it on Twitter, and then it well, got he, taken down. Well, no, but it was a SoundCloud file on Twitter. They got taken down because of the, because of the iPhone thing. <laughs> right? Oh, JK. Maybe it was. Maybe it was just on Twitter, and then he yeah, it was just on Twitter. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. And then he erased it. And then the next day, the uploaded next day. the full version, yeah. the SoundCloud version. But the reason that was funny is because it said Twitter for iPhone. And they're sponsored by Samsung. So that's a yeah. no. Now we know, that he, <laughs> we know he uses an iPhone now. Yeah, you guys listening, let us know. Are you Android or iPhone? Where I, I have an iPhone macbook air like i i'm kind of a mac Same. person Same. me too i'm not one of those haters though like i if you have an android that's totally fine i don't think yeah. it's like one it's, it's like what we were talking about earlier just because i like coke i'm not going to hate people that like pepsi exactly. It's, your exactly. it's your preference i think certain companies too they offer you know all these companies offer different phones outside of like apple depending on the region. So in some places, the Android phones are probably way better and way yeah. more advanced. Oh, for sure. But it was interesting to me. I thought that was really funny. My little John Cook made a mistake. Oh, <laughs> little JK. Little JK. It's fixed now. And I think the SoundCloud, within a day, had 2 million downloads or listens. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Is the whole I mean, entire song? Yeah. <gasps> I didn't know it was the whole song. Yeah. It's like, it's like two and a half minutes or something. It's like the main parts of the, it's two verses in the, in the chorus. And wow. it's a great ad lib at the end. It's so, so beautiful. Yeah, no, I'm obviously, I'm a huge fan. I love JK. I think his voice is just effortless, flawless, stunning. And the way he goes in and out of notes and runs. You can't teach like his talent. He has so no. much natural talent. The argument's always going to be there that he's the best vocalist in K-pop. And if not the best, he's he's in the top three. I mean, he's really a talent. So I loved the cover. Keep giving us covers, Jungkook. Keep releasing stuff. We love it. 
<laughs> yes. Please, all of you, release more stuff. We love BTS. We've missed them and we're really excited for this comeback. I just think it's going to be so interesting to see what they produce, what the visuals are. I want to see the pictures and the music videos. I think it's no, only big. only like just what three weeks. Yeah. Wow. Ugh, I know. And then I'm expecting an album with it. You know, we shall see. Uh, Blackpink announced their album. It's not coming out till October. Oh. Like, come on, YG. Why are you doing this to us? You know, they released the single that breaks all the records. Why, why would they wait so long after releasing a single to release an album? I don't know. And a lot of times, like, artists do that, but in K-pop, they rarely do. Usually, the same day that the single's released, we get the album, you know? So, yeah, I thought that that was like, oh, come on. Blinks have waited long enough. You gave us one music video and one song. Let's get it going. Clearly, there's other stuff going on. Well, they're rumored to be doing a song with Selena Gomez. That broke a couple days ago. Really? Yeah, that broke a couple days ago. And then their label came out, and so they won't confirm who they're collaborating with. Don't believe the rumors, blah, blah, blah. I think that's an interesting choice. Probably not who I would pick for them. I think the Lady Gaga one worked really well. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see kind of K-pop acts who they collaborate with. That's something that I think Monster X got right. And that's something I think BTS has really straddled. Some of theirs were right and some of theirs have been wrong. And that, what I mean is like, Monster X, they did Steve Aoki and they did uh, French Montana. Yeah, A lot of people people may not like French Montana, but in the United States the past couple of years, he's been a darling for radio play. His stuff. Yeah, he did well. He tops the charts and he gets so much radio play and his sound is very current and of the moment, especially last year when they collaborated with him. That was a smart collaboration. I think BTS has missed the mark a little bit. Their Sia collaboration, I wasn't crazy about. She hasn't been been super relevant over here for years. Great singer. Halsey, that was kind of the only big one. Yeah, Halsey was relevant at the time. And I think that that was a smart one. Her name, her on the track. I mean, that was so successful. But some of the ones they do, I'm like, You're hitting somebody years too late or that's not going to get you radio play. What gets radio play in America, it's pop, but it's also kind of the hip hop pop sound. Yeah. You want, and Monta X seems to get that all the time. They go with rappers, Drake-like rappers, which is very, very smart. So if BTS continues to want to kind of play the game, do an English song and get that Grammy, that might be an area they should look into because they're BTS. Everyone wants to work with them. I doubt they have to struggle to collaborate with anyone at this point. Big hit. We know you're listening. We know. We know you listen. (laughs) Go go that direction with these guys. Go that direction with these guys. And I see a lot of people saying, we want them to collaborate with Troy Sivan. And, you know, he co-wrote Louder Than Bombs. And that was a good song on our last album. But the thing is with him, he's very niche. Like, he's not, his stuff doesn't chart extremely well to the point that like it's on the radio every five seconds that's not who that guy is so that's not yeah. gonna get you there he's a little he's he's not there you have to collaborate with i love post malone why not do something with him oh my goodness right oh my goodness yes exactly exactly he's he's what american music is right now his yeah. son is so big he has such a broad audience every song gets played on the radio it's a massive hit he wins all these awards He's a nice, cool guy, and they love him. 
collaborate with Post Malone. BTS, get on a song with Post Malone. And that's it. You'll be the number one song for the year in the Billboard charts, we guarantee. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Little advice. There you go. <laughs> that's what y'all need to do. And if BTS doesn't do it, everyone else listening, NCT, grab that. Stray Kids, yeah. grab that. Grab Post Malone because he's like, huge yeah he's like drake like everything they put out tops the charts they're huge mass commercial appeal mm-hmm. that's what you need dudes so who knows maybe they have like amazing collaborations on the next album i'm not even a fan of collaborations but i think when you do it and you do it with a western audience it has to be really um on purpose for lack yeah. of a better word like, like very deliberate deliberate yes thank you charity and think yeah so if you're going to do a collab with a western artist make it deliberate and make it one that's going to count because i i really don't like collaborations it's another thing that i like about k-pop on our k-pop albums you don't have featuring every single song no so hopefully if they do collaborations they're with people that we enjoy (laughs) (laughs) and if not it's new bts music so how bad can it be super excited about that Lots going on in K-pop per usual. I think we talked your heads off today enough. Charity, do you have anything else you want to address? No, it was a huge week. It was a big week. My head's still spinning from all the content we got. Me too. Me too. Sorry if we made any mistakes. If we got something wrong, let us know. Reach out, NYC, K-pop Queens on Twitter. Best way to connect with us. Thank you all for connecting with us so far. As I always say, we're super grateful and we don't take any of you for granted. Thank you for listening and for sticking with us. We're really excited to connect. So until next week, have an awesome weekend, everyone. Stay safe, happy, healthy, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, friends.